Hello, everybody. I'm Harrison. And I'm Rachel. This week, we're talking about setting up a safe, smart home for your baby. So stay tuned and join us on our journey to meet Meet Baby Baby H. So I feel like I need to introduce Harrison this week just to prove that he is extremely qualified to talk about this topic. My husband is amazing. Not only does he have a degree in computer science and works for the largest banking company in the world, he also is a sound engineer, can build stuff, fix stuff, and he loves to learn, which makes him dangerous and such an asset. There's not a single thing that this man can't figure out how to do, and he loves figuring out how to do it. So today, Harrison is going to talk to us about what he has done to set up a safe smart home for ease of use and for monitoring Edison. I will obviously be interjecting every once in a while just to give him a little break, but the real expert here is him. So let's get started. I think something that new parents worry about a lot is the safety of their children. I mean, just look at how much car seats have changed over the past 20 years. When you start thinking about a smart home and wiring your house through the internet, that opens up some concerns about hackers and predators. And I've told Harrison that if we ever feel like our system has been compromised, it's getting replaced. The last thing we want is to put our child in any kind of danger. So I guess what we should start with is what hardware do we have and how do you have it secured? When it comes to putting equipment into your home, I could definitely see why it's concerning the safety of it all and that you're starting to create a lot of data about what goes on in your home and nobody has the right to access that information except for you. You should be able to pick and choose who gets to see this, but not every company feels the exact same way about that. So the very first thing you need to do when you're considering putting additional products in your home is to really look into the company's values of who you choose to support. Now, I know that a lot of companies will say that they do one thing, but they might be doing something different. And you're never going to be able to truly 100% know what every company is going to do. But you need to see what does that company value and is security one of those things. You're going to have to make some compromises here and there, but you need to be comfortable with them. For us, security is a huge deal and it's something that we pay a lot of attention to. I know that I'm not going to be able to keep my data out of everybody's hands. So for me, the best thing that I've chosen to do is just pick one company that I'm comfortable having the data. For us, that's Apple. So I don't have any issue with Apple having this information, and it's one of the company's core values that they say over and over again that they really try to protect their customers' data. Now, what they actually do with that, I cannot verify either way, but I'm choosing to put all of my trust in Apple, and I'm not going to give my information to more than one company because that's opening up more doors for somebody else to be able to use it. For babies, one of the first things that people are going to start looking for is baby monitors. With a lot of baby monitors out there, they're really expensive if you get something that's marketed for a baby. We have found baby monitors that are over $200 that don't really do a whole lot of amazing features. And the only reason they're that expensive is because it's for a baby and every parent wants the best for their kid. But we found some really cheap cameras that would do the exact same thing that we might be able to use in the future as well. So we are using Eufy cameras. And for us, we have a couple of cameras in our home and not a single one of them was over $50. 
The reason that I went with Eufy is that they integrate with Apple HomeKit. So we use HomeKit for all of our things and Eufy values security, but I also have the option to turn a lot of things off and they do not offer an option to record information in the cloud unless you pay for it. To me, that's a really big deal because I know my data is not going to them unless I am actively choosing that and I can record things directly on the camera. And so these cameras have the capability to view your home live. We can also record, right? Yeah, you can record. And we can speak through them. Yeah, so you can use them as an intercom system as well. And they do offer recording and you have two options. You can cloud record, so it's going to get recorded on a server somewhere. And Eufy does have control over where that is, but you have to pay for it. But you also can record locally. And all of the cameras have a spot for a micro SD card on them that is pretty well tucked in the back. So you could have all of your information stored there. Some people are really into the like oxygen monitoring or sleep monitoring that cameras do. But we ultimately decided against that. There wasn't really a good reason other than it just adds a bunch of money to certain products. Yeah, I can see why some people would really want that. It just wasn't something that we really valued enough to put an extra $200 into a camera. So these cameras do allow you to stream, and this is something that a lot of people have concerns with. And if you're really concerned about streaming your child's room at all times, you can get a non-internet-based baby monitor, and that's going to work great. But it does mean that when you're not at the home, you won't be able to look in. So if that's something that you want to be able to do, then you're going to need to go with a Wi-Fi-based baby monitor or camera. So these are Wi-Fi-based. But we can kind of control who can see what and when, and we'll talk about that a little later. For internet, we use AT&T internet. We don't really have an option, so there's not really a whole lot to add there. But there are a lot of things you can do to your internet to make it more secure. One of the things a lot of people will start to consider when they look into this is whether they want to use a VPN, which is a virtual private network, which allows you to encrypt data before it leaves your home. This is something that we do not use because I'm putting all the information into Apple anyway, and it's all going in the home, and Apple encrypts it for me. And I trust them to do that better than any VPN that I've ever found. So we do not use VPNs here. So since we're not using VPNs, what else have we done to make sure that our internet is secure? There's quite a few things that you can do to secure your internet. But the first and easiest thing that you can do is use a very secure password. So you want to make sure that your internet password is a good, strong password and that you don't pass it around to a ton of people. And you should regularly be checking who is on your network and you can boot people off that don't need to be on it anymore. So if you have a guest come and they are here for a little while, but you don't see them for like a month or so, maybe you should remove them from your network just so you're controlling your access. The next thing that you can do is set yourself up with some notifications for any time somebody joins your network. It's really easy to do with most routers that are used today for wireless connections, and we are able to do this directly through AT&T, but most routers are going to give you this functionality. So anytime somebody joins our network, I get a notification about it. And that basically means that if an IP address is passed out, I get told that there's something new. So if somebody somehow managed to physically plug into a port on our router, 
I would know about it. So that is also going to secure a physical connection, which is usually the least secure option possible. And you want to just know that those things are happening because that's the easiest way for somebody to get a hold of your information or be checking in on your cameras is to get onto your internet access. So make sure that that can't happen and then you shouldn't have to worry about it as much. Like Harrison said, we are using the home app through Apple to stream our cameras. And we technically can add people to our home so they can view the nursery camera from their own device. But we ultimately decided against this because we don't want people to have access to our home cameras when they're not babysitting. And we also don't want to be constantly checking who has access to our cameras right now and who doesn't. So what we decided to do was get an iPad for Edison. And basically anything that is baby related is going to go on that iPad. And it also will be used as the screen monitor for these cameras when someone is babysitting at our house. It does sound like a really expensive baby monitor to have an iPad to do this, but the iPad is going to be used for so much more. And we know that we are going to use technology as Edison is growing up. So this iPad is going to be something he can use for a long time. So that's why we can justify to ourselves at least that getting this iPad now is a good idea because it's just going to make a lot of things much simpler for us. On top of being able to view the camera from the iPad, you can also view it from our TV. It does take up your screen, so if whoever is babysitting wants to watch TV, obviously that's kind of annoying and that's where they would use the iPad. But tell us about how you got the iPad and the TV set up for viewing the cameras. Yeah, it actually was really, really simple because the TV, we have an Apple TV, so all of this is all in Apple's network and they make it very easy to integrate everything together. So basically, all I had to do was create an Apple ID for Edison, which is linked into our family sharing. So Rachel and I are both parents on that and have full control over his Apple ID, and we get a ton of notifications if anything happens on it, and we have to approve it. So we've done that, and then we are both logged into our TV, so it's just included in the HomeKit app. So I added Edison's Apple ID to the Home, and now anytime that somebody comes over to babysit, they're going to be able to use the iPad or the TV under Edison's account and they will have access to everything and we don't have to manage who's on the home and who's not. One of the things that's really important when you have streaming cameras is who has access and when. So the way the home is set up right now, nobody can stream our cameras if Rachel and I are at home. So if one of Rachel and I's devices is at home, and I believe they're both set to our phones right now, so if that is at home, you cannot stream our devices. And all of the Eufy cameras have an LED indicator on them so that if somebody starts streaming, you can see it directly on the camera. But when Rachel and I are at home, you cannot do that. If anybody is at home, the baby monitor can still be streamed, but if Rachel and I are there, we're the only people who can do it. You cannot do it off of Edison's device. And those are all functions of HomeKit, and that's why we wanted to stick with it. Is HomeKit gives you the ability to really control all of this, and you cannot record if Rachel and I are at home. It won't do it. So that's a big thing for us. 
We also plan on using a few other smart items around our house, or we already are using them, like lights and speakers. These things aren't super baby-related, and they don't have the security concerns that a camera does, but they can do some pretty neat things. So, for example, we use HomePods, which are basically little speakers, and we have one in our nursery that can be used as a sound machine, or when Edison's older, it can be used as an intercom to tell him to come to dinner. Something that is really important to us when we buy a piece of technology is that we can use it for a long period of time. So we knew we were looking at getting a sound machine for our baby anyway, and they sell sound machines for relatively cheap, definitely cheaper than a HomePod is. But we know that this device is going to be used for a while, so we'd rather use something that can grow with him, even if it's a little bit more expensive now in some cases. It's kind of like the iPad too. So we're going to use a HomePod for this, but that also is going to allow us to talk to him through the HomePod or whatever. And a lot of baby monitors do that now. Like you have the ability to talk in your kid's room. And we'll just be able to do that through the HomePod. But what else is nice is we can play white noise, pink noise, you know, whatever you want on the HomePod, but we also can play music. And that's something that's going to grow with him. So that has made it really easy. Do you ever have any concerns about the HomePod being compromised or accessed by people outside of our house? I don't have many concerns about it at all because that system is really regulated by Apple. And unlike a lot of other sound machines that offer those features, when you buy them, they have the software that they have. It never gets updated. So as soon as an issue comes out on the HomePod, Apple's going to release an update for it so soon and I can easily update it. And that's something that I'm paying attention to every day. I'm always looking at when the most recent updates are because that's part of what I do with my job. So I think that one of the benefits of the HomePod is that if a security flaw was found, they get regular updates where a lot of baby monitors and other things, they do not get that at all. The only reason I ask is because there was the whole Alexa thing with, you know, people found out that they were listening in to your everyday conversations. I don't know what Apple's policy is on that. Yeah, Apple's policy is that your recordings don't ever leave the device, which is part of the reason that Siri's not as amazing as the rest of the smart assistants out there. And maybe the recording is making it back to Apple and maybe they're doing something with it. But the bigger thing to me is not, does the recording make it back to Apple? It's, does Apple sell that recording to somebody else? Because other companies are. And in general, I don't really trust most of the Amazon-specific devices. And that's just from my own findings. You should do your own research and determine what you think. But I don't really trust having those devices everywhere. So if I can avoid using a echo system or an alexa system i will do anything to do that which is why some of the stuff we have it's not the most popular in the world like most people use ring cameras but ring is owned by amazon so i don't really want to be a part of that system another thing that i want to address because we do have so much technology in our home which is just necessary because of the field that harrison works in is it doesn't mean that we necessarily want Edison to have a very 
tech heavy childhood. You know, you can have all of these things in your home and still set your own rules for screen time and what you want your child to be exposed to on TV or things like that. So it is important that if you want to use all of this technology, that you're having those conversations with your partner of, do we want our child to be able to use this whenever they want? Or if Edison comes up and is begging to play a game on his iPad, that doesn't mean he's automatically going to get to play the game. Technology is a great tool. It has provided us the opportunity to do so many things that you couldn't do without it. And I'm a big advocate for technology pretty much everywhere. If you can do it digitally, I am trying to do it digitally. But that doesn't mean that technology is the best thing in the world. We know that it's incredibly addictive and it does have other problems associated with it. But there are good things. So I don't feel like it's fair to just say, I'm not doing any of this. For example, we really think that the iPad is going to be great for travel. Not because we plan on just sticking him in the car with a screen to stare at the entire time, but when we go travel somewhere, I can have a whole library of books and not have to pack a huge bag because it'll all just fit on his iPad. And there are a lot of other tools out there in games that can promote learning that you really wouldn't have that opportunity if it wasn't on an iPad. So... I'm not going to shy away from music technology. We just are going to have to be very careful that it's done right. This setup is just what works for us, and it's something that I've enjoyed integrating into our home, and we've spent a lot of time looking at what is the best option for us in our house. Ultimately, you as a parent have to decide what technology you want to use, how much of it you want to use, and How are you going to raise your kid with it? Next time, we are going to talk about weeks 33 and 34 of pregnancy and what we have packed in our hospital bag. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.